Welcome to Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with author and wealth manager Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512 836 0590. Now, here's Chris Herline. Chris Herline live with you tonight, broadcasting from Georgetown, Texas, 6.05 p.m. Always excited to have you part of my week as well. And uh, Brandon's just got the phone lines open and excited to have you join me. This show revolves around your life and money, and we want to talk about those things tonight. So whether it's investments, taxes, estate, your 401k at work, your savings plan, your lack thereof, let's talk about it tonight. 512-836-0590. You can text or dial in with those. Got plenty of time for you. And encourage you to tune in with me every Monday and Wednesday News Channel 36 here in Austin. That's uh, KXAN for Retire Ready TV. Stay on top of things there. Um, a lot of things going on out there in the world, not to mention a you know, election, a pandemic, et cetera. But as much as time seems to have slowed down for many of you, it's honestly hard to believe that we're on the back end of summer. I heard that it's supposed to be cooling down this week and finally a, maybe a breath of relief. But, you know, we get through summer, school's kicking back in for so many. My heart goes out to those that are having to do this virtually right now, but, but it looks to be that things should come back to in person for many of you and many of your kids at some point. And then Halloween's going to be here, and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas and Hanukkah. It's all, it's all right around the corner, and it's hard to believe that as much as things have stood still for so many, here we are at the third quarter of this year going, wow, okay. So along with these holidays that I'm mentioning are a number of critical retirement account deadlines that are fast approaching. Um, and, you know, in order to take advantage of many of these beneficial tax breaks that you can utilize year over year, and most importantly, the beneficial tax breaks that the CARES Act has brought this year, we've talked a lot about that over the last few months, um, you got to act quickly because before we know it, December 31st is going to be here. And because many of these actions require you know, that they be taken before the 31st. Many of these actions require cooperation from your 401k plan or your IRA administrator. I figured tonight is not too soon to start paying attention to these things and then most importantly, put together a plan of action to go after them and get them implemented if that makes sense to you. So tonight what I want to cover is kind of a pre-year-end checklist, key deadlines and timely tax-saving strategies to implement before December 31st. You know, with school kicking back in, with a lot of people going back to work, you know, we're going to get back into the grind to some extent, and it's easy to overlook a lot of this stuff. So as we get going tonight, phone lines are open, 512-836-0590, but I want to ensure that we cover some of the key strategies that need to be taken advantage of, implemented by year-end here in 2020. So let's get started. I want to just 
talk about the fact that most of us are wired a certain way. We've got a certain financial religion, and it's been ingrained in us through years. And that's that we, we like tax deductions, right? We just got through July 15th, and a lot of people paid taxes, but a lot of you also were calling your CPA, you know, day of deadline date going, is there any last minute thing I can do? Well, that's part of why we're talking tonight, because we want you to be very proactive with your tax planning and, and, and less reactive. We want you to change the course. So when it comes to tax deductions, there's a lot of ways you can get them. You can give charitably. You can invest in certain things that give you deductions. In regards to deductions this year, um, a little-known strategy that's available under the CARES Act passed March 27th, and this is the thing that was passed to provide relief during this pandemic. One of the things that really stood out to me that's, that's very powerful, whether you're charitably inclined or not, is the idea that here in 2020, any contribution you make to a qualified charity, as long as you're itemizing, you can deduct up to 100% of your charitable gift. Now, in years past, that's not the case. You gotta understand this. I mean, if, if you made $10,000 and gave $10,000 last year, you could only deduct 60%, so six grand in this case. But under the CARES Act, in this year, 2020 only, your charitable contributions are deductible up to 100%. I mean, this is big time. And what I mean is, if you made 100,000 and gave 100,000, I know that's extreme, but go with it. If you made 100,000, gave 100,000, you could zero out the tax bill on the money you made. That doesn't happen too often. Now there is some parameters in there, and so in some cases, maybe not every dollar, but in a lot of cases, yes. So this is where a charitable strategy comes into play. For those of you out there that give little or lots, one of the ways to look at this is, would it make sense here in 2020 when you can deduct up to 100% to maybe bundle up your charitable gifts? What do I mean? Let's say you give 10,000 a year away to charity. Well, what if you were to say, well, I'll probably continue to do that, so let me take $30,000, which is three years of what you'd give, 10,000 a year by three years, we're at 30,000, and donate it to the charity or multiple charities of your choice this year. Well, you would get to take a substantial tax deduction with the understanding or with communicating with the charities that you give to that, hey, I'm going to front load my contribution, so I'm going to give you a large contribution this year. You maybe not get one the next few because I'm giving you it all here in 2020. Well, if you do that, good for you because now you've taken a larger tax deduction than you're likely used to. But it also gives way to the idea of maybe creating some Roth conversion. By doing Roth conversion, we all know that that creates taxes. That's why most people don't do it. Well, this may be a good year to convert because of record low tax rates, and then you could offset and sometimes even zero out your tax bill by giving a large charitable gift. Now, for those of you that aren't charitable, that's fine to each their own. But what you need to understand is that in many cases, you can give your money to the IRS via a tax bill or you could give to a cause you believe in instead. And all of a sudden, it seems like we get charitable. 
512-836-0590. Got so much to cover with you tonight. I got Jim from Burnett calling in here. He's got a question about saving and investments. Hey, Jim, welcome to the program, sir. How you doing? Doing great. Good. Hey, my question is this. Um, you know, recently divorced. I'm trying to, like, refigure my finances. I've got basically $130,000 in cash and savings. I've got $141,000 in a 401k. I've got $75,000 in an IRA and another little savings account. I got 5,000 bucks. I just, I'm trying to just figure out with everything going on, what is my best avenue to go? I mean, I'm I'm just kind of at a loss. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you, Jim, what, what's your age range? I'm, I'm almost 54. Okay. So, a great benchmark for you, Jim, would be to look at where you're at right now and, and when you kind of have an idea you would like to maybe throw your papers in someday and slow down, retirement that is. And I often, I get this question a lot. It's like, you know, how much should I have saved? Not, not necessarily where I should be invested, but how much should I have saved um, to pull off retirement someday? And, and, and this is variable because everybody wants to retire different, but let me give you a good benchmark. For, for our 35-year-old listener out there, you would want to have, at minimum, at least one year's salary saved by age 35. Okay, so by 45, you want to have in the range of three years' salary saved. Okay, now by 55, you typically would want to have about five years' salary saved. And then by 65, 67, when most people are retiring, generally about eight to 10 times. Now, people go, well, Chris, that sounds really extreme. Well, bear in mind that if you're hitting these benchmarks along the way, it's not that you're just saving every dollar, that those dollars are breaking a sweat for you and compounding through the years and, and you know helping you really hit those benchmarks. So that would be one thing to consider. And, and that's a benchmark, Jim, that's variable, as I mentioned. But that is a really good starting point on assuming that you wanted to retire at 67, that you could maintain your current standard of living with no paycheck. Now, right. the other question, the other question, you know, you, you want to be asking yourself is, you know, are my assets, you know, my 130 in cash, my 140 in a 401k, the 75 in an IRA, are those positioned in a way that, number one, makes sense for my age, um, proximity to retirement? Um, and in a way that they're actually breaking a sweat for me. You know, let me tell you real quick about cash. You know, you're sitting on a buck 30, and people are real heavy in cash right now, Jim. You'd be surprised. And the thing that drives me nuts more than the dime a month you're making at the bank on that 130 grand is the fact that you got to pay tax on it every year. <laughs> you, in February, you'll get a, an interest statement if it's an interest-bearing account at all. And by the time you pay taxes on it, you You've, you've lost money safely, I like to put it. So one of the things that, that you want to consider is, you know, the 130 in cash you have, is that earmarked for something? And if it is, you, you want to maybe just hold the cash if it's a short-term expense. Meaning if you got to buy a house in the next three months or a car or whatever, then you may not want to just put that money at risk and risk it not being there when it's needed. But if we're talking mid to long-term, cash is not the play. And it feels good, but 
it's not the play because it's not doing anything for you. That that benchmark that I mentioned of, you know, five years salary saved at fifty five, we need that money working to help you hit those objectives. Now, let me tell you the good thing that you've done, and whether you did this purposely or inadvertently, you're ahead of the game on a lot of people, and it's that you don't have all your money or at least the bulk of your wealth all in an IRA or 401k. I talk about that all the time on this program. You've got a lot of money, that buck 30 in cash, you've already paid tax on that money, which means right. you're saving in what I call a tax-diversified way. Not, not an investment diversification, but a tax diversification. And, and that, that's so powerful because when you do go to retire someday, you want options on the type of money you're going to live on so that you can control your tax bracket. And so by having a, a sizable amount of after-tax money like you do, you get to decide where you want to live on and where you want to pull from. And you know, if you were to live on nothing but your bank cash for a year, let's say, you would quite possibly be in a 0% tax bracket, depending on your situation. Which means, well, which means you're keeping your social security and the dollars you are living on, you're not giving any of it back. If all your money's in the 401k or the IRA, that's all taxable. And that's where people lose the control that they're seeking when it comes to their tax bracket. I would tell you right now, based on your age and the amount you have saved, that you'd probably be well served to embrace risk. You, you want to look at risk as a tool when you don't need it, you want to get rid of it, but you may need it right now. So finding a balance would be the play, and a good fiduciary advisor can help you find that balance. Thank you so much for the call, Jim. 512-836-0590. You can join me tonight with your questions. We'll be right back. Live, local, and independent. This is WealthRadio.com with Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now back to Chris. We had a great call in our first segment tonight, and you can join me as well. Whether it's IRAs, 401ks, tax estate, investment planning. Look forward to having you join me tonight, 512-836-0590. We're seeing school get back to the, you know, back in session, and uh, many people are working at a larger capacity as things have been progressing with COVID and everything else. And tonight, I thought it'd be well served to cover some key deadlines and timely tax strategies that must be implemented before December 31st of 2020. So tonight, we'll look at this as our 2020 year in checklist. And before the break, was talking to you about how they've raised the deductibility limit on charitable gifts this year up to 100%, which, you know, the strategy there may be to bundle some gifts, do, you know, multiple years of what you normally give in one year here in 2020, so you can take a very sizable tax deduction, you know, itemize and, uh, you know, maybe offset your income tax for the year, maybe offset uh, the tax on a Roth conversion you did. Maybe you're going to sell a property, sell some appreciated stocks with the market being back up to all-time highs. I mean, there's, there's, there's ways that we can get you these, but we've got to get things done and contributed to before December 31st. That's why we're talking tonight. So I'm just going to work down this, this checklist tonight. And for our listeners as well, there's been so many changes around 
um, the CARES Act and the SECURE Act for 2020 here. And I just want to put out there that we've got a great new report. Uh, it's brand new for 2020 all around the CARES Act and the strategies available. And it's at no cost. I'll send that report out to our Wealth Radio listeners. Email me tonight, chris at wealthradio.com. And I'm going to get that hard copy or an emailed copy out to you this week. Chris at wealthradio.com for our Secure and CARES Act report. Now, for our business owners out there, um, you may want to look into a simple IRA. That is a type of IRA plan um, that can get you a tax deduction and you know be a, a key pillar in your investment and retirement savings. But the reason I'm bringing it up is the simple IRA plan for you self-employed out there, business owners, that has to be established by dis, uh, excuse me October 1st of this year. Um, and so if, let's say you start a new business after October 1st of 2020, um, the simple IRA I'm talking about can be set up as soon as possible, but no later than December 31st of 2020. So keep that in your back pocket. 512-836-0590. I want to go ahead and go to the, the, the phone lines here. Um, let's see. Let's go to Jamie in Central Austin. Hey, Jamie. We got a social security question. Welcome tonight. How can we help? Well, here's the situation. Um, I've been deferring my social security till age 70 because I don't need to draw it. I have a high paying job. Mm -hmm. And I know that it goes up something like 8% a year if you defer. So at age 70, it doesn't go up any higher. So I'm decided now I got to pull it out. Uh, And... I have about 550K, maybe 600K in tax-advantaged accounts, IRA, mm-hmm. 401K types. Yep. Um, and in, what, 72, 72 and a half, I have to do a minimum withdrawal? Yeah, it's 72 now. They pushed it out with that SECURE Act law. So you got a, a breathing room for a couple extra years there. But, you know, it'll come. And then whether you need the money or not... Um, you know, it, it, it's got to be taken out. Now, a couple, couple things to note. If you have a current 401k with the company you're working for, right. uh, you don't have to take a required distribution on the money that's in the 401k at 72, as long as you're working in the 401k is current with the employer you're working for. Correct. So one of the, one of the strategies that I've talked about on this program is for families that are working longer, you know, past 70, past 72, Mm-hmm. I, I I always encourage you to look at a reverse rollover. Uh, we've all heard of rolling a, a 401k over to an IRA when you retire. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know about the reverse rollover. And so some of the company plans out there will allow you to take money in your IRA outside of the plan, old 401ks, and actually roll those dollars into the company 401k. And by oh. doing so, by doing that, now all the pre-tax money is in a current employer 401k, which is not subject to required minimum distribution. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, I was not aware of that. So, and how would I determine if my 401k allows that? You would just talk to your plan administrator. The, the company you work for, you don't own the company, do you? Oh, no. God, no. Okay. Well, there's, well, there's a little gotcha. If you own the company, you can't take advantage of this, but I would reach out to the administrator HR with the company Mm -hmm. and just ask them if the plan documents allow for a reverse rollover. And Mm -hmm. that could really mitigate your tax liability 
while you're still working and starting to take that large boosted social security check. Yeah, it's going to be large. Um, estimated yeah. 3700 a month. Well, yeah, and there's no reason not to take it. At 70, you, you got to take it because you're, you're just going to be leaving money on the table because it doesn't grow any further. Now, That's right. well, something, something, something to note is that once you take it, um, if you still continue to work, you'll not only see an increase in your benefit amount because of the, the cost of living adjustment that they give you, mm -hmm. sometimes more, sometimes less, but if you're continuing to pay into FICA, you'll also get a boost in your Social Security check. But I, I think that the sense of your call was you know, the preparation on turning that on and, and the fact that you don't need it. And the biggest issue at hand is that required minimum distribution. If we could get you around that, all that uh -huh. would mean is that you're, you're actually keeping more of your social security because you're not having to pay as much tax. Right. Right. And, and it was my intention being that I have to take the social security is all that is, is extra money beyond my needs. Right. And I was just going to turn around and put it into a retirement account to keep let that go. grow. There you go. So be, be aware that not every 401k plan asks for um, or allows the reverse mm -hmm. rollover. But, but mm -hmm. you know what, Jamie, it, it doesn't hurt to ask. I've had clients that have actually asked that the plan administrator redraft the plan to include that option. And mm -hmm. if they're willing to do it, then great. You're helping yourself and maybe a lot of your colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, I was not aware that, that that would help because, like I said, at this point, my regular salary is more than enough to to for my my living expenses and then some. Um, I have very typical. I have a home that's going to go for and I'm going to sell with a substantial equity position. I'll probably leave the closing with about three hundred fifty k. Yeah, good, and, good. Well, it and, sounds like you you've done well, and you're. Uh, you're you're, you're well served to, to call up tonight. I'm, I'm hoping this this uh, is helpful. And, and, and Jamie, I, I take a couple hours out of my week each week uh -huh. to, to answer and go more in depth with our Wealth Radio listeners. It's chris at wealthradio.com. And, and uh -huh. if you want to talk more about your, your current situation and, and maybe some other opportunities that you're not aware of, shoot me an email, man, chris at wealthradio.com. Okay. I'd be happy to, to consult with you offline. I'm up against the news break here. So I've got John from Georgetown on the line with us. John, if you'll hold, we're going to take a quick news break. I'll get to you first right on the other side. Live, local, and independent. This is WealthRadio.com with Chris Herline. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now back to Chris. Great to be back with you tonight. Uh, got a lot lined up for you, but we got callers on the line we want to get to here. We uh, are going to go to John in Georgetown, Texas, talking about Social Security as well, turning 62. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I... Uh called the Social Security Administration today. I was wanting to tap into the Social Security at 62 because I got a gap in income and I wanted it to kind of bridge it. Yep. And what they told me was, uh, yeah, you, you can make an estimated this. I said, but anything over $18,000 a year, you, you have to pay one in every $2 in taxes. Yes, sir. So the, the limit 
here this year is $18,240. And what they say is if you're still working and take Social Security early, which 62 would be early in this case, that you've got to pay what is it's called a penalty to some extent, $1. They'll start taking away $1 for every $2 you make over that $18,240. So what I find with a lot of families is that if they're still working, making income, that that Social Security check can be whittled down pretty quick, in some cases whittled down to nothing. Um, now, I want to be clear on something. This is a big misconception, but let's say that you took it early at 62, and let's say they reduced your benefit by a few hundred dollars a month because you were making over that, that limit we're discussing. Believe it or not, it's not that you're never going to get those dollars back you'll actually get those dollars that they withhold from you back beginning your full retirement age. They'll start um, incrementally increasing your check year over year to then repay you the dollars that were withheld on that earnings cap penalty, they call it. So, you know, a lot of people, they need to take it early, but they they can't because they're not going to get anything. So, what is the what is the position we're in here? Are you do you have uh, employment income right now? Uh, yes, it pretty much stinks. The timing's awful. Um, I just need to bridge a gap to be able to get back on my feet for probably to my retire my full retirement age. Full retirement yes. age, I think they asked estimate three. And uh, if I wait to 70, 37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now it's two and I need every penny of it. But if I'm going to make an additional fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year right now, I don't want to give them 30. Well, yeah. And and by taking it early, you're going to actually take a reduced Social Security benefit for life. You know, so it could be a pretty big haircut. Now, one strategy that people have utilized in the past that are trying to bridge a gap like yourself is they'll go ahead and they'll turn on social security and they have up to 12 months to turn it off if their predicament changes. So you can turn it on, bridge a gap for up to 12 months. And as long as you turn it off within 12 months, then you know, you, you're not going to take that haircut for life. But here's the real kicker to take advantage of that. You'd have to pay every dollar, of social security that you receive back to the government, which is really, man, that's a mental, that's a mental game. That's a tough one to do because you're putting money back in the government's bank. That is actually your money. It's kind of a weird <laughs> thing to consider, but let me ask you, are you needing to bridge the gap by chance because you've been impacted by COVID? Uh, yeah, that like, and illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so job. So do you have money in IRAs or 401ks? Nope. You had to use it all to just get to here. Okay. Did, have you been using those dollars this year to get to here? For the previous three years. Okay. All right. Well, for the money you've taken this year, if you've been impacted by COVID, I, I'm going to try to help you out a bit. You, you want to be sure that you categorize the money you've taken out of that account as a CRD, which is a coronavirus-related dis dis distribution. You know, many, many people have been impacted by this, whether you got sick or whether you've been, 
you know, sequestered or you got a, a job uh, loss or a job, you know, salary reduction, whatever that is. And so at least for the money you've taken out of your IRAs, 401ks here in 2020, you can actually stretch the, the taxes due on that money out over three years. So that, that will give you a little bit of maybe breathing room on the taxes due on at least the money you've taken this year. So that's something I want you to consult with the CPA on. And then an, another thing that comes to mind is the fact that the earnings cap pertains to what's called earned income. So if you have other income streams, you know, whether it's business, uh, whether it's um, rental income, pension income, that doesn't count towards that 18,200 threshold. It's just your employment income. So I want to make sure that that you're clear there so that maybe, you know, there's there could be some some headroom. But ultimately what's going to happen is if you turn on social security and you continue earning what you're earning this year, you're going to get a letter next year that says, "Hey, you're by the way, you know, you you exceeded the earnings cap. They're going to stop your benefit, so you won't get anything." And you're not going to get anything until the money you took is paid back. So it almost would, it almost would, you know, make the predicament even even tougher on you. I, I don't recommend you taking social early for the reasons I mentioned. Of you got a lifetime of reduced benefit, and if you take it early and make over the limit, you're you're just kind of kicking the can down the road, you know. Well, if you've got two months left, if I started taking it in October, and I was mm-hmm. able to keep the earned income at at that limit at eighteen, mm-hmm. so would that make twenty twenties taxes? They not take any of it out. I've got a small pension, but it's yeah. it's so that doesn't not, count. That doesn't, doesn't count towards that. Yeah, limit. it doesn't qualify as the earned income. But if I can Correct. keep the earned income for. Uh, 2020 and say November and December at, at nine grand a month. Yeah, that's a good question. And, and what they're going to look at is your full year. Unfortunately, they only start looking at the year and months in the year you turn full retirement age. So this is why this stuff is so confusing. But what I would tell you is that you would be better served more than likely to, to try to limit the income next year and then get, you know, 100% of that reduced 62 benefit. Okay. So whatever the penalty is at that 50% mark over the 18, you're saying I will be able to get it back over time with additional Social Security payments? Yes, sir. So every dollar that's withheld from those checks between now and your full retirement age, um, once you hit your full retirement age, your check will start incrementally increasing. They'll start giving those. They don't give you a lump sum. They they're gonna they're gonna boost your check through a period of years to give you those dollars back that they withheld. So I, I like to be clear on that. It's not a true penalty in that you'll never see it again. They're just kind of withholding what they're giving you until you turn full retirement. Yeah, it just makes me nervous to have to let them know to give me more of my money back. Oh, I, I hear you, my friend. I hear you. That's why so many are trying to get it on right away. You know, I, I wish I wish there was, uh, you know, a, a better strategy. I, I, I told uh, Jamie on our last call that, you know, I consult with a lot of people offline, John. And, and if you want to do that with me, I'd be happy to. And, and you can email me, chris at wealthradio.com. And maybe we can 
talk about a couple other alternatives or maybe some things that haven't come up in our conversation this evening and maybe find an alternative for you. Yeah, during this time, there might be a few people that kind of fell off the curb and then are wanting to get back on it and are capable of doing it. Yes, sir. And uh, I guess Social Security is not a good bridge to use. Not, not, not in this situation thus far, but, but again, happy <laughs> to talk offline. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All my best, John. Thank you for the call tonight. 512-836-0590 to join me tonight. I got Mike in Harker Heights wanting to talk about an IRA he used to purchase a farm. Hey, Mike, welcome to the program. Thank you. How can I help? Like you said, I, I purchased the farm in an IRA. And I have to start taking required minimum distribution this year. And the way they do it is the IR, the the, place, the people that are holding the farm in the IRA uh, show me at a value of 100% of it right now. They own 100%. And each time I take an RMD, that value part will go down. Then I pay taxes on the amount that it goes down. Hello. Okay. Yes, I'm here. I'm oh. just trying to get a just trying to get an understanding of what what we're trying to solve here. So, oh. years ago, oh, well, you, you you go ahead. No, what I'm what I'm trying to do is, uh, and, and because it's held in an IRA, I'm not allowed because of the different rules and stuff. I'm not allowed to, to actually live on it or take. I I can't have any direct uh, connection with it. Yes, sir. So what I was going to mention is, I, I don't know how long ago you did this, but I assume the, the IRA was moved to what's called a self-directed IRA, which allows you then to purchase real estate and those type of things, you know, more unorthodox investments besides stock market and mutual funds. And yes. Stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened. Okay. So do you, let me ask you this. Do you have money outside? Uh, do you have other IRAs or IRA dollars outside that self-directed? Um, no, everything's been, uh, consolidated into that. Okay. So everything's in that now is the, is there liquid assets in that? So you can take an RMD? Oh, uh, there are. Okay. Uh, but the whole thing is I, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the farm out, the land out free and clear so I can actually move out there. And, Oh, okay. My, my question is, uh, I, I can pay a lot more in income tax right now than, than the minimum amount. Would it be beneficial just to uh, to take more of the land out of the IRA and put it into my name? Or is that just something that would make me feel better? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you, when it comes to self-directed IRAs, it sounds like you're aware to some extent that you know, there's some really strict parameters that, and, and you got to be really careful because once one is broken, uh, you know, there, it's very tough to unwind that. And, you know, we've, we've had many people over the years that will buy a rental property or an investment property in their IRA and then later want to move into it. Um, and so, I, again, before I, I go any further, I want you to, to ensure you consult with your self-directed IRA custodian and a CPA. But, my understanding is you need to do what's called an in-kind distribution. So if if you if you if you were to sell the farm or want to move into the farm, you can you can do an in-kind distribution and do like a 60-day rollover and and start using the property for 
for personal use as long as it's not within your self-directed IRA. There is a way to unwind that. Um, but when it comes to required distributions, I, I, is that a question or a concern at hand here? Or is that just, was that just a side note? Uh, it's, it's just something that's going to be happening uh, at the end of this year. I'm going to have to start paying the taxes on the, on the IRA. But yeah. it's, uh, um, I'm just trying to do it the, the smartest way where I can get control of it and keep the government out of my, uh, out yes, sir. Of, uh, away from the farm. Yes, sir. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the IRA, the, the government's not, they don't want your farm. They, they want you to start having to pull the distribution out so they can start getting the tax dollars that you've been deferring for the last 30, 40 years. So, so it's really making sure that the assets are liquid enough that you can take the required distribution, which it sounds like you're, you're good there. Um, but I would say the bigger concern is really how do you turn this farm that was purchased in a self-directed IRA into a personal residence or a personal asset and then you can take the IRA dollars that were once self-directed and now invest in something else that's maybe more traditional like stocks or equities or something and, and then just take the R RMD from that. I, I think I see your, your predicament. You're like, I want to move in here, but I don't want the IRS uh, looking at the farm or that even being in play. And so the way to do that is going to be to get the, the farm out of the self-directed IRA entirely right. and then yeah. change investments entirely. The, the, the penalty is if I do that and, and they catch me at it, I owe 100% of the taxes on it at that time. Oh, you'll be crushed. That's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I said we want to consult with the CPA and the custodian before we do anything. But, but what I understand is you're, when you start rolling over assets out of that, you've you got to roll them out in the same form they're distributed. So if you distributed cash out of your, your um, IRA initially, you, you know, cash has to go back into that regular IRA. If you distributed real estate, then that same real estate must be returned to that IRA. So we are getting kind of into the weeds here. I'd be happy to talk with you more with the off offline on this um, at Chris at WealthRadio.com if, if you want to send me a line. And, and at bare minimum, okay. I, could, I could point you to the right professional that could help you discern this and get to the bottom of it. All righty, thanks. Uh, one, one more question, though. Yes, sir. I had a, a, a real estate lady in the town where I bought the farm, uh, sending in the, uh, an estimate of the value to the IRA. Right. You know what? You know what it's worth. Yes, sir. And I just, I just uh, Monday got a a form from the our federal government folks, a form fifty four ninety eight, yes. saying that the farm is worth two hundred thousand. 240000 more than what the real estate lady's been telling me, telling them. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, and the reason I wanted to get it out, I mean, it's just, it's just, I got a feeling that's going to just keep happening. They're going to just keep jacking the I price see. Up. I see. Okay, so so that's a great point, and I, I want to just clarify this for our listeners. What they're doing is they're, they're letting you know what the, what they believe the value is, because the RMD, that distribution you're going to be forced to pull is all contingent on the value of that IRA. And so the exactly. higher the, the value, that the, the bigger it is distribution, which means the bigger the tax bill. 
Yeah, that's it so, exactly. And, and I, I just, they, they totally, had, for five years, they totally ignored what the real estate lady sent them. And they um, just sent me a letter saying, ha guess what? Fair market value of, of the property. Yeah, I mean you can you can always fight that. You know if it's if it hadn't had the improvements or it needs improvements. You know that's something that you could always you know proof up with them at some point. But Mike, I, listen, I'm up against the clock, man. But I, I greatly appreciate your call and your listenership. Have a wonderful evening. Email me offline if I can be of service. Chris at wealthradio.com. Keep it right here, folks. I'll be right back. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show again. Go to WealthRadio.com and subscribe to have it delivered right to your inbox. Now, back to Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ with Chris Herline. Our show has been very quick tonight. Uh, it's already 6.56 and we're up against the clock here. But I just want to put this out there because we uh, have talked a lot this year about the CARES Act and the SECURE Act and how that's just flipped so many of these tax laws upside down but it's also pre uh, it's also created i should say a lot of opportunity and a lot of silver lining opportunity if you will for for families that have been impacted by this pandemic and even those that maybe haven't been all that much impacted there's some some really key strategies that you need to to get your head around uh, tonight i was talking about the fact that there are some some deadlines that have to be hit uh, by December 31st of 2020. And I mean, it's already September here, folks. And you're going, okay, before we know it, it's holidays and then and it's over. And, and these laws and these strategies are somewhat once in a lifetime, in my opinion. And I really want you to be educated on them so you can implement them before your end. Take action tonight. Get your hands on my new report, How the CARES Act and SECURE Act Can Greatly Impact Your Future Retirement. It's at no cost for our Wealth Radio listeners. We'll send you a hard copy or a email copy this week. No cost, Chris at WealthRadio.com. Chris at WealthRadio.com. And we'll send that out to you. Just let us know if you want to buy email or physical copy. These are going to be things like how to take advantage of leveraging money in your IRAs and 401ks, where normally you couldn't without penalty and tax. Maybe this is the year that you do the largest Roth conversion you've maybe ever considered. Not just because of record low tax rates, but maybe because, well, you got access to funds that you normally wouldn't have. Maybe there's some ways that you could be putting money in different types of accounts this year that could get you a greater tax deduction. And the list keeps going. Get your hands on this report. Chris at WealthRadio.com. We'll get it out to you this week. Thank you for all your calls tonight, your questions. We'll catch you next week. The following program is sponsored by Reap Financial Group, LLC. Investment advisory services provided by Reap Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Opinions expressed in this broadcast are provided for information purposes only and may change without prior notice. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed in any way as an endorsement, an inducement to invest, or an offer to buy or sell any securities. None of the sales content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor and tax professional should be consulted before making any investment decisions 
transactions or implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.